Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. time changes it always really really messes my body up it, it really does um really yeah dude uh, it's weird like it's like it's dark it already. is 5 39 p.m right now and it is pretty much dark outside here in houston like it is it's shitty for like only one reason in my opinion because i get up early like most days anyway but it's shitty because like I want to go play golf after work. Not possible. Like have to leave work at 2 p.m. in order to make that even remotely possible. So yeah, that is true. I just cannot do anything outside after. Like I got home at like 4:45 and uh, instantly just walked my dog because I knew by the time we were finished doing what we were doing, it's going to be pitch dark. So there's just no reason and even like waiting on that because it gets dark at 5 30 i don't know when that changes but i'm looking forward to when it does when it changes back yeah when it just gets back to like seven ish like normal time for it to get dark you know what i mean that well this is technically standard time right now i don't know anything about the time man i just live viva la vida right that's that's what we're about just Viva in the Vitas. That's what we do. That's just, I mean, it. at the same time, I do like it. Because it's like, mm, it's fall, it's holiday. When the, when the time first changes and it starts getting dark this early, it's like, it's holiday season. It's the fall. Look at you being optimistic. I love that. I mean... It is. It was nice to get an extra hour of sleep too. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but it's on. It was on like Sunday or whatever, so it doesn't really matter. You know, it was always better when it lands on like a like a Tuesday or something or like a Wednesday, bro. Wednesday going into Thursday, bro. You get an extra hour of sleep, bro. That's that's the the prime day for an extra hour of sleep is a Wednesday hump day. Come on, Sunday's nothing, dude. I'm already sleeping on a Sunday. I don't know how to burst your bubble or anything, but uh, I'm just going to be straight up. It's always on a Sunday, dude. It's always they on never, a Sunday? Okay. Always. They never change the time. You know, I discovered this, and it's so amazing about like having this platform is like we discover things, and we share them with people, and people will clown me for certain things that I've said. But what's so funny is it's like, Bro, like everybody discovers different things at different times. So what I recently discovered, not recent, but it's probably within the last year, is that like every year, the day, like if you have Halloween on like a Wednesday, next year it'll be like on a Tuesday, I think. It like moves backwards in days. Or does it move forwards? Which one is it? It moves forward. So it moves say forward Halloween, today. But the only exception is when there's a leap year. Yeah, and leap year it fucks everything up. I think it goes two days, but like, say if Christmas, uh, Christmas this year is on a Monday. Next year being a leap year, it's probably going to be Wednesday. But let's just pretend it's not going to be a leap year. Yeah, and it's Tuesday. Christmas next year will be on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, I didn't really think about it until like this past year when I think it was like Fourth of July or something or Memorial, like something like that. 
I was like, bro, like, I think it was 4th of July. I was like, 4th of July is on like a Wednesday. I'm like, that sucks. And they're like, yeah, but next year it'll be Thursday. I'm like, what the fuck you mean it's going to be Thursday next year, bro? It's 4th of July. It's on the 4th of July. I'm like, yeah, but that'll be a Thursday next year. I'm like, I am a dumbass. Did you not understand me saying that? 4th of July translates into I am a dumbass. That's okay, what, that's yeah, what so that you- is. So you add an extra day for leap year because 4th of July was on a Tuesday this past year. Okay, and yeah. Now, and I know for sure um, next year it is on a Thursday. So yeah, you just, with the leap year next year, you just add an extra day. It skips a day. The fuck is a leap year? Like, what? what is it? Like, why do we have it? Why is it named leap? Like, leap year? Like, does it make any sense? Um... I, I I don't know. We learned back in grade school, you know, something with the you Romans know, and uh like, did we Maybe this is why dudes always think about the Romans, bro. The Roman Empire. Bro, you know what I always think about when it comes to leap year babies is how privileged those motherfuckers were in grade school, bro. Like you remember like every four years you'd have the leap year baby where it'd be like, Oh, he's turning four and he's really like seventeen. It's like, no, Derek is turning seventeen. He's not t- but he's turning four because he's a leap year. It's like nobody cares. Like nobody cares. Why would anybody care more about this four-year-old than me turning 17? Like, why does it matter? It's funny because one of my closest friends, she's a leap year baby. And nobody cares. Like when people say that to me, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I get con- I get confused on when to tell her. Like, I think to this day i've known her pretty much most of my life and i do not know when to tell her happy birthday is it on the 28th or is it on the first like so leap year every four years actually makes it a lot simpler i know which day to say happy birthday on nobody cares like just pick another day just say you were born on another day i think I, i think this is why you know there's that trend going on like apparently dudes we always think about the roman empire no it's a do you know what the basis behind that at least what i understood was of like where that came from it's like a male toxicity thing you know we always think about like conquering something like how often because realistically like how often do you actually think about the roman empire like for me maybe twice a month maybe like just random something like architectural something or i'm reading like then all of a sudden like I think the Romans did that or oh yeah, I would like to watch something like a Roman movie or whatever. Like it's not, but it became this thing where it's like, yeah, I think about it like in the morning and then at lunchtime at dinner. It's like, no, you fucking don't like, what are you <laughs> continue? I mean, Sorry to burst your bubble. That's apparently yeah. like, that's what I heard is like the basis behind it. I could be completely wrong, which is probably I can, true. I can tell you I've, I've, do i've been on tiktok a decent amount and i've never heard that but i could have theory yeah i could have easily missed it i never heard anything in regards to that i was like whoever told you that they're very it's a very uh they're they're very male focused very very yeah i don't either they're like very like alpha like i think i'm an alpha or yeah it's a woman that's like oh Men always think yeah. they're they're superior to everybody. No, you know what's funny is like that opinion from I think women is like more prevalent than there actually is guys that think they're alphas. Like there's a lot of dudes that think they're alphas, <laughs> but like once you check them, like they just become bros. Like there's very few people that you cannot check. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of Andrew Tates in this world. <laughs> you know, it's just not. There's a lot of people that think they're alphas, 
But like, they don't really think about the Roman Empire, bro. Like, they're not really about bro, that life. I mean, when you get married, you're not an alpha anymore. Even if you were your whole life, you were no longer an alpha when you get married. I mean, agree to disagree. It's kind of like, you know, each relationship is different. It's just, no, you know, yes and okay. no. Okay. If there's so, anything, so I you're learned, not the man of the house. Is that is that what I'm hearing? You're I mean, not, you're not am, the man of the house. Yes, but alpha, That's... like you, you, you're not fully. I guess I didn't mean it. Full depends on how you view alpha, but. I would you're, say you're not the alpha in your relationship. It's not an insult. It's just the personalities. Like me is more, uh, what's the word that I'm looking, thinking of? Like, uh, she's more, I would say she's uh, dominant and submissive, I guess is a better way of putting like personality wise. Like she's very like, uh, she'll say how she feels and she has nothing like no if, hands or buts about it. Like she's not very like, qu like quiet or, you know what I mean? You, I, I'm trying to think of the words, but there's words for it. Look, she makes a good amount of the decisions, mainly because I'm a dumbass. Let's be let's let's get it a buck. Sometimes some okay. things I be doing is just like questionable. Even I look okay. back at myself and like, I yeah, that's sure. very questionable. But don't get it twisted. I'm just I'm I just show any. You know what? You're taking me down a rabbit hole. I don't want to go on. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is, if there's anything I've l learned from TikTok and just social media and honestly talking to other people that are married. Bro, I mean, yes, the re all the relationships aren't the same, but like macro in a macro sense, we all in the same boat. We all be dealing with the same, same things. Uh, we, we all like just in a way, in a sense, we're all, we, when you get married, you just deal with the same stuff. I, I remember seeing this TikTok. It was hilarious. Like some dude portraying what the perfect husband would do, like what wives think the perfect husband should do. And it's like things like, uh, where, you know, I'll, we'll sit down and the wife, as soon as we sit down, the second we sit down, the wife's like, oh, hey, can you get me um, this and this and that? Or they ask, pretty much ask you to go do something. And so this guy was just like, he was sitting down and his wife's like, oh, can you give me a glass of water? He's like, yes, of course I, of course I would. Just all like pep in his step and whatnot. <laughs> Stuff like, yeah, you know what? Let's get a fridge that doesn't go with the kitchen. So that way, a year from now, we can redo the whole kitchen to match the fridge. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> it was, it's hilarious. I mean, there, but, uh, there's a reason there's jokes about it. Like, I, I don't, like, go against the grain on that. Like, most, most men, like, when they get married, like, are generally submissive to their wives, which, like, I don't hate. Like, that's just, that's just how it goes. Like, I, well, I, have that, no, I have no internal experience. But what you're literally describing, David, is, like, being like submissive i don't know the other word but submissive is like such a harsh like tart word yeah it's that not is not but it's like, I, don't, uh, I really don't like that word because submissive is just like hey i'm rear naked choking you bud yeah so you're um, thinking about it like that or like in other ways i mean it more in like i'd have to think of the word but it's not submissive it's like uh like i don't know like you are you are second to your wife at that point 
is is I guess the best way of putting it is like your needs and your wants are second to your wife because that's like you provide you like you 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 benefit her things like that so it's it's less about you and more about them if if that makes sense like most relationships are that way it, does that well, make I sense mean, you, you were talking about the alpha right so alpha, don't say alpha provides got, for the pack please don't say alpha king provides for king got to take care of the queen oh jesus so you know that's an alpha thing to do it'll be really interesting once i get married to like kind of do like a unspoken like, comparison yeah comparison of how our relationships work because you and i naturally are just opposites in how we operate like i'm i'm i i would say that i'm comfortable saying that like we're pretty opposite in a lot of different ways the thing the thing is too i've learned it's just like i i i guess in your term submissive i was a lot more submissive before type a type a and type b that's what i was thinking of you know type a personalities type b she is a type A personality and you are more type B, but that's like one is not better than the other. It's just that that's what I was thinking of the personality types. Sorry to interrupt mm. you. That just came to mind. <laughs> mm. Mm. But eh, maybe losing my train of thought. Bro. Sorry. Sorry. It just, it, it came it, and I was like, it, spit it, it out. Like it was not it hit you. It hit you hard. Yeah. yeah sorry. You're saying um, we we're talking about comparing and then, Oh yeah. We're going to compare and contrast and, uh, it's it's just one of those things. It's communication. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, communication, and you know, it, it's not like you know, the things Mia like. The thing is, I do like a lot of those small things for her. She might not do them for me, but when she does something for me, it's like big. Yeah, like big and yeah. like I'm just like, whoa! I didn't even think of that. Like. No. That's why the relationship is beautiful and it works. I don't know. I didn't like she'll be giving me stuff for Christmas. I didn't I think I don't know if I talked about this on here where like I don't I, I mentioned it like in June I'll mention something and then next thing you know on Christmas she got me that and I'm like how do you remember how do you do this? Like how do you I don't get it. She does take a lot like of pride you take in her notes gift. or something. There was that conversation we had like a year ago about how you were like the note taker for it. She'd tell you to write something down and you'd go write it down. And I was right. like, bro, can y'all get like a numpad? I, 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 I taught. Oh, yeah, I remember that conversation. I taught her. I taught her how to use the um, A-L-E-X-A. I have one in here, so I don't want to say her name. Oh, OK. And nice. There you go. She started asking questions. But that thing that Amazon sells. <laughs> Yeah, that thing that Amazon sells. It's my name with an A at the end. There you go. Hey, I don't. I still hey, don't own one. I still don't. I still don't own one. And I get oh, clowned. Yeah, you're, still, you're still paranoid. You're still yeah. like they're spying on me. I don't think they're spying on me. I'm not important enough to be spied on. I just, I don't know. I don't want to say something in a stupor at some point that gets recorded where it's like, "Was this you saying this on May seventh, twenty twenty six? And it's me in a drunken stupor, like talking to myself about something and like, I don't know, like saying something stupid, you know, we all say stupid stuff and it'd be like, click record. You know what I mean? They play it in a court thing when I'm getting pressed for, I don't know. This You could call it paranoid. It sounds paranoid, paranoid. That's for sure. What it sounds like. You know who, who wouldn't get spied on freaking Texas A&M and their shitty ass, <laughs> their shitty ass mm. football team. They don't need to steal Michigan. Don't need to go steal those signs. <laughs> They're like, oh, we don't need these signs. We 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 can just 
beat him. By the way, I'd like credit for the fact that you criticized me however many months ago about not texting you back during games, and I have made an effort to message to, to talk to you during the games. I I've made an effort. That. You're I welcome. Like and this team manages to give us enough hope every single week to believe that we have a chance to win, but then we lose because that's just what we do. Bro, just I'm gonna give you like a br- description of like my POV that okay. day. Started watching the game, watched it up until halftime, showered, got out the shower. Next, third, the second half started. Watching that shit, I'm just like, man, this is not gonna go well. Uh, they go up twenty. Ole Miss goes up twenty-eight to fourteen. I'm like, yep, fuck this. Turn off the TV. Go um, run a couple errands. I forgot what I even did. I know, like, go get go to the car wash, and I was like, I'm just gonna get away and like not think about this game because mm-hmm. I just. I just wanted to forget about it already. Look, we took our L. All right, let me start the grieving process. And so, lo and behold, I come back. And we're up 30, what was it, 31 to 28? I don't remember, but I'm reading our text messages, and it's <laughs> our texts are funny. You started off texting me at 11.34 a.m. We look like ass, and I responded, hell yeah, brother, that's Texas A&M football. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah then i had something saying i was gonna go watch something else and i said never mind and you said we're back so i don't know what happened i don't remember oh, have to go when, when we said when when there was the blocked field goal return for a touchdown that's oh that's when I was right yes yep that was crazy insane um yeah we were I think we the lost most 30, we were 30. we were never we were never winning. Yeah, we were never Yeah, we were. We oh were yeah, we 30. were winning. We were winning in the fourth. Yeah, the fourth, the fourth quarter, yeah, 35-31. Yeah. And then they scored and we couldn't respond. Yeah. Yep, that is It was a good no, game. No, we missed the field goal. We missed the field goal. We I know we missed the field goal. We couldn't respond. Yeah. I <laughs> I wouldn't forget us missing that fucking field goal. It was like a 30-yard field goal or whatever. Bro, it was a 47 yard field goal blocked. And then you know what? We sit there and we're like, they did it again, bro. We were ready to, we were ready to throw in the towel and be like, you know what? This is it. You know, we're, we're just accepting you're in acceptance. And then they do that shit. They actually come back. They actually take the lead. Just to give it away and then miss the game game time field goal. And then and then to make it better to multiply oh. that fact. Literally five minutes later, Kansas State with the stupidest decision. We'll go more in detail after we finish up capping on AM. It's Kansas State against Texas. Kansas State goes into overtime. I think it was yeah, this is overtime. Fourth and goal, they go for it. Instead of just kicking the field goal to send it to double overtime. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, how gut, you know how gut-wrenching that was? Like, to, in a span of, like, five minutes to see that apart. And I was just like, 
This is the worst. I'm tired of my Saturday being fucked up. Yeah, I'm, I'm like going through the play-by-play and I'm remembering certain things that I just absolutely hated about this game. One of them being in the third quarter when they drove all the way down the field and Max Johnson threw the interception in the end zone like a fucking moron. The back, remember he was falling back. They're on like the five-yard line. I can tell you exactly yeah. where they're. Yeah, they were on the five-yard line. And he's falling back and he overthrows the fa- fade route receiver in the center of the field and throws a pick, like a perfect fade pick to the center linebacker or whoever caught it. Uh, safety. safety, yeah, John Saunders Jr., Sanders Saunders. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if it's not there, just throw it out of bounds. Like, it's you're on the five-yard line. It's not like I'm asking you to throw it 40 yards. Like, just throw it 15, 20 yards. Get it out of bounds. Like, but he just managed to throw. And then they showed the video of him, and he's, like, losing his cool. He's like, rah, rah, rah. I'm, like, sitting there, like, dude. Terrible play on your part. Like, we're on the five-yard line ball security, bro. It's the first down. It's the first down, and you throw an interception on the five-yard line. And then they drive down the field and score a touchdown to go up two tuds. That would have put us at 21-20. Look, if I were him, I would fucking hate my offensive line, too. I will be pissed, too. I would be mad if I didn't throw that interception, bro. Yo. That That was a terrible interception. I, if there's one thing I can say about this man, Max Johnson, he is durable as fuck. Because that's, that's swear, the best way of saying he gets sacked a lot, <laughs> bro. If you watch the film, I think every almost like eighty five, at least eighty five percent of his pass attempts are coming from his back foot, and he's getting hit the shit out of right after. <laughs> I. I don't know what to, I mean, I'm not even going to blame the offensive line. You know why? It's because we have arguably on paper, the greatest roster in football. What does that have to do with the offensive line? Meaning if you have the best players, you should have a pretty damn good offensive line. They said you could have the best players, but the worst players are your offensive line. Then what? Then you're the Jets. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I mean, we are the Jets, basically, of college football, which is terrible to say. But, yeah, another letdown. I mean, we're 5-4. and four. They're going to fire Jimbo. Jimbo's gone, dude. It's like it, – it's not even until next year at this point. Like, you, you – we may not even make a bowl, dude. It's crazy. Again. I was thinking about it, though. I, I think it will happen in the off season. I don't think it's it's gonna. Happen no, they the won't season. fire him now. No, just because who who's gonna? It, it's. I think to fire mid season, is like a special circumstance. Like you have to be like yeah. it has to be like, like the Raiders, you know that situation where you where you where you knew like. This guy has to has to be gone immediately and for things to change and so i don't think jimbo's there yet he's just right now he's at like we're firing you after the end of the season yeah like Like he should know this by now like it should be fairly obvious at this point we're getting we're getting the 78 million dollars together as we speak (laughs) um so yeah you know typical a&m letting us down Texas Kansas State. What a game that was! Mm. Now Kansas State pissed me off because 
I I don't understand in their right mind what why they went for it on fourth and goal in overtime. Um, they wanted the win. They went for the win. Like I understand, you know, you're isn't on the it, road. Wait, wait. Isn't the rules like after the first overtime, the second overtime, whoever scores a touchdown first wins automatically? Isn't that the rules? No, they just keep going oh. back and forth. They get, remember okay. how you know A and M LSU? What was it? Nine overtimes or whatever? Yeah, but I think overtimes. they changed the rules since then. Like I think it's nope. been. I think it's no, it's the same. Okay, Still the same. Once uh, I think after the A and M LSU game, I think after the third or fourth overtime, you got to go for two. You can't just kick the extra point. Okay. Yeah, because so, so that would kind of bounce back for me. I was like, maybe like they wanted to go for it because they knew if Texas got the ball back and they scored, like the game's over. They don't get a chance to respond. So I don't know. Like, no, they would have got a chance to respond. And well, then yeah, it makes no sense. It, it it's one thing if like just on the pure like you you feel like you've really gotten lucky up to this point. You're just like, screw it. Like we need. Like let's just let's just ride the magic, and you go for it to win the game. Okay, I don't. Kansas State wasn't that dude. Kansas State, honestly, for the second half of that game was dominating Texas. I mean, their defense was just shutting the offense down, and I just so you combine that with the fact that first, second, and third and goal. First, first and goal, they went, it was a little quarterback um, run up the middle, got a few yards, cool. Second down, they tried to do like an option, a quarterback run down the middle, but he tried to pass it last second, got knocked down. Can't really what, remember what happened on third and goal. I think everybody was locked up. He eventually had to like, it was incomplete. So those three plays in sequence back to back to back i'm just like bro you got to kick the field goal like your 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 offense is getting like your offense is getting locked down right now you just need kick the field goal and run it back second overtime try again nah this fool says i'm going to go for it i'm going to go for the win and i'm just like why why that that is a dumb decision uh, like it's just not in your favor. I understand if like maybe you got something happened to a penalty or something, you got unlucky in those first three downs, and you're just like, I think I we can punch it in on the fourth try. Okay, cool. Nah, bro, these dudes were Texas had them locked down on all them all those three plays. So yeah, that was a good game, but disappointing by kansas state it just sucks it comes off right off the back of us losing you know to a top 10 team that with a coach that we're just mm, other college football i wanted to touch on was just basically uh bama just spanking that lsu ass i'm a bama fan dude when they're not playing when they beat us i want them to beat everybody like that's just how i am with bama so good on them for for winning 42 28 dude like Beat them, beat them. That's a that's a yeah, good Mil- win. Milro turned into Heisman candidate running back. <laughs> Dead ass, bro. He had like four rushing touchdowns. I was like, what the fuck? 
I'm like, why are y'all just letting, are y'all just literally playing like man to man cover two and just not putting eyes on this man? Like <laughs> 20 carries, 155 yards and four tuds. Yeah. Who needs a dog? Running that's back? some Derrick Henry numbers, bro. Dude, that <laughs> it's is. the quarterback, bro. <laughs> it is, bro. That is. He also threw for 219. Pretty, pretty solid, dude. Pretty solid. Yeah. And but, that is the LSU defense for you as well. That's true. Their defense does suck. Um, all right, I just want to get something off my chest here. I'm switching gears. <clears throat> so I went into this week into fantasy believing that uh, when I, I had bye week hell. So RB1, wide receiver one, tight end one, all on bye week. Christian McCaffrey, Amon Ra, and George Kittle. And I really think we should petition to have either an extra bench slot or like do something about IR or whatever, because Deontay Johnson, who I had, I had to pull off IR and start. So I had to drop Christian Watson, which I, I was okay to part with him, the Packers wide receiver. I was okay to part with him. Like it was fine, but it was a part of the trade package that I traded uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Tank Dell for Alexander Madison and Christian Watson. So I was kind of pissed. That I had to drop one of those pieces in the trade just because Hold I had up. to. I just realized. You traded Ramondre Stevenson and Tank Dell? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, no, oh, I didn't want goodness. I didn't want Ramondre Stevenson because the Packers offense through six weeks looked completely inept. Like I think Patriots. they averaged like six points, like straight up. Like they just were not. In Tank Dell, I was like kind of I just didn't like I didn't really have like I have Chris Olave, Michael Pittman. Now Deontay Johnson and Amon Ross St. Brown. So it's four like solid wide receivers. Like there was never really a week that I was like, I need to start him. You know what I mean? Like he was kind of like a filler wide receiver. So he was a tradable piece for me. So I traded him whether it was the right move or not. Who knows? I don't care. Alexander Madison turned out with Cam Akers ACL injury or Achilles injury. Pretty good trade. Pretty good trade. Josh Dobbs, bro, coming in, and they got Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison, RB1 in Vikings. Not upset about that. Back to my point. So I had to drop Christian Watson to pick up Logan Thomas because I had to start a tight end because after the Thursday night game when I had Deontay Johnson playing, Deontay Johnson put up 19 points. And I started Will Levis because, like, bruh. It was between Will Levis, like Baker Mayfield, uh, Kenny Pickett, and, like, Sam Howell. It was, like, the top four. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to pick Will Levis. We're going to see what happens this week. Cause I had Kurt, Kurt Cousins who got injured, of course. So started him. He gave me like four points. Deontay Johnson gave me 19. So I'm going into the weekend and I'm like, I'm kind of on that place where it's like, I can take the L and not drop Christian Watson. If I view that as like L worthy, where it's like, I need to keep this player and I'm willing to take a loss to keep this player. Or I can drop him to pick up a, a waiver wire tight end go from there i dropped him picked up logan thomas and i also i had the eagles defense so i dropped the eagles defense because we we're playing the cowboys and i was deciding i was like you know what like this is not the week if i'm trying to pull dude i literally was trying to get the dub like i'm just i was trying i have the pieces but i had three three all my running back one my wide receiver one and my tight end one were all on by like, my team was crippled. I had just lost my quarterback to an ACL injury or Achilles or whatever Kirk Cousins has. Like, that was like, I was scrapping together a team. 
what I thought though was I was like, maybe I'm gonna drop the Eagles defense. And I'm gonna go pick up one of these defenses that's playing a team that's completely inept. And I think to myself, I'm like, okay, the Giants and the Raiders are playing. That was the lowest over under. I checked the over unders to make sure I was like, okay, highly defensive game. Over under for the Giants Raiders game was like 37 and a half. It was like, should be decent, like 14, 17 ish points a piece. Like, cool with me. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, which defense should I pick up? Because they're both available. David, I want you to question my logic here. I was looking at the Raiders and I said, they just fired their head coach, they fired two assistants, and they benched their starting quarterback. I'm thinking to myself, like, Giants, I mean, they got this, right? Like, this is, this is like the team is crippled. Like, the Giants have to do something here. So I picked the Giants. Giants gave me 13 points, not bad. Giants also gave up 30 points and only put up six. So I had a 50-50 shot at picking the right defense, and I, I never even checked what the Raiders' defense did. But I can tell you right now, I was livid. 19.6 points by the Raiders. So not a crazy trade right there, but, bruh, I was super invested in the Giants and Raiders game, which I can say confidently I never will be again. But I lost in fantasy in the gridiron. I won in two fans, but I lost in the gridiron. Thank you, Zach Moss, for putting up 2.6 points. Thank you for telling me to start him. I appreciate that. Alexander Madison put up 16 points. You know what the difference was? 18 points. So if I had picked the Raiders defense and started Alexander Madison instead of Zach Moss, I would have won. Do I need to tell you where else you fucked up at? The fact that I picked up Logan Thomas and dropped Christian what? I don't know. Logan yeah, Thomas gave you me five should, points. You should 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 have picked up Taysom Hill, motherfucker. Oh my god, Taysom Hill. <laughs> that's what you should have done, brother. No, 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 no. That uh, Stop. you get on the bandwagon and see you would have you would have won you a week. Oh, dude, I was so mad. I'm so mad. Wow, but yeah, that was that was my fantasy woes for for this past week. It was. It's tough to watch. The bright side is Deontay Johnson, who I've kept on the bench through, what, seven, nine, nine, nine weeks of matchups now. Started in this week, gave me 18 and a half points, bro, basically 19 points. Pretty solid IR store right there. People didn't expect it. People were questioning the Deontay Johnson pick. They said, what's his fanny? George Pickens is going to be number one. Bro, Deontay Johnson played the last three weeks, 10 points, 12 points, 18 points, bro. He's been scaling up. I'm feeling good about that store on the IR, bro. Bro, I told I I commissioned for a second IR spot in the gridiron, which is why there's one. We have the four bench spots in the two fans leagues. Two fans league. But since I'm the the commissioner, I added in that extra IR spot. So there's two IR spots. And I felt like if we were gonna have a four man bench. You got to give an extra IR slot. We can't just have one IR slot. That's a little. It's just the bye weeks, dude. The bye weeks crushed me this past week. Like, it's the whole reason I lost because I could, I had to drop players in order to actually feel the team. It was brutal. Well, I can say, and I'm, mine is opposite of yours. I won in the two fans league. No, I won in the gridiron finally. 
and lost in the two fans league. Orion gave me a good old ass whooping. None of my players showed up. But in the gridiron, I had my boy carry me, man. That boy CJ Stroud, bro, he carried me to victory, brother. Bro, CJ Stroud. I, I almost cried, bro. He, you know what? He did his Dude, thing. I and, did then, too. and you know what's even better? You know what's a better feeling, bro? He did that while he was on your fan. It's your boy on your squad doing the thing, and then you got him on your fantasy, and he, he's carrying your team, bro. It don't get much better than that. Never, never in the Texans' history can I confidently say that I've felt that feeling that we had on Sunday. Like, that was, after watching him do that, you're sitting there going, like, this is what it must be like to be a Chiefs fan when Patrick Mahomes came back and beat the Texans in the AFC playoffs. Like, that was, that was, that was the real deal, bro. Like, watching him methodically drive down the field with 40 seconds as a rookie, I sat back and I was like, bro, like, this is, this is like, this is what it feels like to, like, win with ease. Because being Aggies and Texans fans, like, I'm a, you know, pseudo Eagles fan. So I have some victories there, but like as a true like Texans and in and Aggie fan, I didn't go to school when Johnny was there, bro. Like I've never felt it with an Aggie quarterback where it's like, this is the dude. Like this is and then watching him drive down the field 40 seconds without even breaking a sweat, like it just looked easy to him. I was amazed. What about Sean Watson, bro? Yes, but the thing about Deshaun Watson was is like I think for what I saw with CJ Stroud was like he when they drove down the field like he was he was throwing the ball like nobody I've seen in in, in a Texans uniform meaning like it was one pass the next pass yeah like it was just boom boom Deshaun, Deshaun had more, Watson like, he had like excited. magic he's excited him. yeah he he's yeah, a, he had like he, he just makes like, something out of nothing he would he would like you know roll out of something. he was very like Johnny esque in that way and I really I like that about him. But I can't say in my memory that I've watched somebody in a 37-39 game, like a high-scoring game, in a Texas uniform, play quarterback, and just drive down the field 40 seconds, no problem. Like, I, I'd have to check, but I don't think he threw an incompletion. Like, I think it was so pure at the end. Dude, he, 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 he's a pro already. I mean the way he knows like he talk he talks about that uh that touchdown throw how he he knew Dude, they were playing okay. quarters on double posts and so he knew he had to look off the safety on the inside man he even said you know how how was Tank Dell's route I didn't really get to see it I just threw him the ball you know what I mean like cuz obviously he's not sitting there staring down Tank Dell the whole time so Tampa Bay 35 to end zone touchback so we're starting at the 25, Houston 25. Mm-hmm. He's got short middle pass, Dalton Schultz, 14 yards. Short left pass, Dalton Schultz, 6 yards. Two timeouts in between those. Short middle pass to uh, Noah Brown. Who Noah Brown, my God, what an animal. 14 hey, yards. Yo. yo. Runs up, <laughs> spikes the ball. So that 46 seconds when we started, 
by the time he spikes the ball after three completed passes is 31 seconds or sorry 16 seconds he spikes the ball cj stroud deep left pass to tank dell or sorry, yeah tank dell uh 28 yards and then he throws a touchdown with six seconds left so he went down he went 75 yards in 40 seconds without an incompletion that like yeah. that's what I'm saying is like Deshaun Watson, yes, he's like given us that like magic feeling, but w- how easy that was, bro! Like when you watched him, it was so easy. Like he did it like it was like he's done it a million times. It was so impressive, and I love it. Like I I will eat my words on the fact that I was not a big CJ Stroud guy because I'm not a big Ohio State quarterback guy. Like I just have never been. I'm not a big Ohio State guy. Wasn't big on him coming in. Loved the Will Anderson draft pick. Wasn't huge on CJ Stroud. Bro. I gladly am. Ha- I'm happily wrong about that. Like this. This is a dude. I love it. I mean, it's funny because Michael Irving was talking about, man, this man, CJ Stroud, the- Noah Brown, Don Schultz. Have y'all ever seen them in a Cowboys uniform when he play this good? Like he's making these boys play actually play good. <laughs> But um, no Brown, 153 yards. It's six receptions, 153 yards. That's insane. Yeah, dude. He, um, I mean, CJ Stroud, he's the truth. The Texans finally pull one off, dude. I thought it was going to be another one where we lost. When, when the, on the, the drive where the Buccaneers last drive where they went up to score a touchdown, they literally, I think it was a Palmer. I can't remember. The wide receiver for the Bucks caught it. And they hit the ball out. And there was literally, dude, shit you not, three or four Texans right there ready to get it. And somehow yeah. Mike Evans just swoops in and grabs it. And I'm just like, bro, that was it. That that would have sealed the game. I'm like. Yep. And it was, I was 53 scared. seconds left before they scored a touchdown. And. Thank Bro, you. 50 PJ seconds Stroud. left. They score a touchdown, dude. That's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes type shit. It's like, give me the ball. Like, I didn't think he was going to drive down the field. Like, I didn't think he could do that. But, like, he did. Like, he just drove down the field in 40 seconds. Like, it was nothing. In a way, I knew, but I just didn't want to believe it. I was like, of course he's going to drive. I guess that's probably the best way of putting it is, yeah, like, We've our hope has been let down so much. Like we can't hope anymore. <laughs> I mean, his. I'm trying to figure out. Is he broke the NFL single game rookie record in passing mm-hmm. yards? I'm trying to think what was more impressive between that or freaking Josh Josh Dobbs oh. out here coming in on zero days of practice, taking zero snaps, having to play in this game, bro. The Vikings against the Falcons. That's nuts. That is absolutely nuts. Especially that clip of him going over the cadence for the first time on the sideline with the with the offensive line. That's Bro. nuts. I mean, I think you gotta give it to Josh Dobbs. Like, honestly. Like, I, I it's it's like neck and neck, but truly, like the fact that he didn't take a single snap. Bro, he... He flew into Minnesota on Wednesday. Bro, Wednesday. He was the first, I believe the first day of practice he had was Thursday. So he had three days with the team. And he didn't know, I don't know if you saw the comment, but he's like, I didn't know all their names. That was for next week. I was going to learn all their names next week. I just, yeah. just went out and played. 
I'm like, bro. That's a that's a dog right there. That's a dog right there, bro. That's a dog. I mean, I was stupid enough. Cleveland, uh, the Browns against the Arizona Cardinals. I saw Arizona Cardinals on the spread was plus 13. I was like, bro, this is the NFL. Nobody just wins by two touchdowns easily. (laughs) Took that bet. And I forgot Josh Dobbs got traded, bro. The only reason I took that bet is because Josh Dobbs. (laughs) Bro, I didn't watch this. Oh, my God. I... Clayton Toon threw for 58 yards at two interceptions, was sacked seven times. It was bad, dude. Bro, it was that's bad. bad. It was hard to watch. And he had a fumble. Oh, my God. It was really hard to watch. Um, once I saw Josh Dobbs, saw they said something, Josh Dobbs got traded. I was like, oh, shit, David. You totally forgot that. You don't even know who I... And honestly, I thought, well, maybe because Kyler, isn't Kyler Murray coming back? Nope, not yet, brother. Oh, Kyler man. Murray, Kyler Murray's good, but he's not overcome twenty-seven-zero kind of good. Like that's it's gonna be real interesting when Kyler comes back. Like what the expectation level is for him. Like it could be, you know, you got to win some football games. It could be let's be competitive. You know, that's yeah. I mean, we'll see. And he's also, I think, ACL. So he's coming off like it's a different kind of injury for him, like a knee injury in his style of play. Very, very, very different. Um, that is true. That um, was your bad beat. Your bad beat was taking the Cardinals. My bad beat was taking the Giants. So we each had a bad beat this week. I, I don't think you know what a bad beat means. Cause what does a bad beat mean? This so it's like when... Uh, bad beat is when something happens at the last second or something or uh, like say like uh you had the the Lakers plus three and they were only down by two and then Jokic hits a half court shot that doesn't mean anything but now they won yeah. by five and so yeah, that that's a, a bad that's beat. a bad beat like shit okay, okay. well we both made bad choices. Yeah, poor decisions. <laughs> um, speak, speaking of, real quick, uh, what what'd you think about that in-season tournament? Dude, I I like it. Like, I think it's I think it's cool. Um, I didn't like when when I was watching it Friday night. I have a lot of thoughts about this. So, number one, when I was watching it Friday night, and the Nuggets were playing, and their court showed. Like when the camera went on there, I thought it was a lot. Like it was, I think we both agreed it was like a lot. And then I, I think we talked about this actually. It was like a culmination of all the photos really got me over it. Um, I haven't really watched much since, but like since the it, last it was just week, that, it was just that one day. That's why. And then it starts back um, up on Friday. See, but it like, it like, it's, uh, it's like regular season too. Like it counts as regular season games. So they're just like taking yep. breaks and doing it that way. No, they're playing regular. That's why I told you the thing that they did with, with the courts was actually kind of genius because now yeah. when you see those courts, cause like say yeah, last night, I think the Rockets played last night. It wasn't an in season tournament game, but they're still uh, playing out the regular season. The thing is Fridays, courts. Yeah, yeah. Fridays are in season tournament days. No, I, I mean, we, we we talked about this whenever they announced they were going to do this. This was genius. Like, this is 
because it's something like for them to play for. Like, don't don't give these guys another reason to get out of bed. Like, don't don't these guys are like competitive, animalistic freaks. Like they any like whiff of competition, anything they can win. Like they are just, you know, foaming at the mouth for like all these guys. Like that's how you make it to this level. So I love it. Some good games, dude. They were actually like, I was like, bro, I have never enjoyed watching basketball in November ever in my life. (laughs) It works. Yeah, absolutely works. I think it's genius. Um, I'm I'm excited to to debate you in the future on uh, the value of it in comparison to the end of season playoffs. Yeah, um, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. See so yeah, how everybody kind of rates that. I think it's um, great, though. Cool. So what I want to end on. Um, well, we got to talk. Uh, I want to talk Dolphins, too. That, that's what. That's what. Damn, okay. bro. You just well, we were going to talk eight. about. We're also going to talk about who's the AFC dog. Is it the Bengals, that, the Bills? Bro, or that all. Bro, all, all of them. Goes, they all, right, all well, coincide at the same. Because they're all kind of the same thing. And so you can look like a genius. How about that? No, or just don't look no, at it. We can I, just roll I, with it. What's the damn? Just go with it. I'm rolling with it, bud. But all right. Dolphins, Chiefs. Um, everybody's labeling the Dolphins as pretenders. I'm not really there yet with them. Um, however, I do think the Chiefs are that good. And I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. That's not why the Chiefs are that good. That defense I saw, dude, that's a fucking good-ass defense, and that's scary. That is very scary from a Chiefs team because they just kind of been relying on Patrick Mahomes this whole time. Now they actually have a good defense with Patrick Mahomes. It's like, oh, shit, that's bad. Um. So I'm still I'm I'm still waiting on the on the Dolphins pretenders because it's I mean tough opponents you know but the Chiefs hard for me to say this but they're the best team in the AFC bro sucks but they are. 100%. Do you think the Dolphins are pretenders? Do I think the Dolphins are pretenders? They have beaten the Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, the Panthers, and the Patriots. The Patriots twice. They have lost to the Bills, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. Look. I want an asterisk for the brick for the bills. It's non primetime bills. So it adds a different level to it. Like they lost 48 to 20 to the bills. Yeah, but it wasn't primetime. So it doesn't, it, it, they, they bills are on a beast on a different level when it's not a primetime game. Okay. Let me, let me, let me rephrase the question. Do we think the, the dolphins are pretenders? Or do we think that because they beat the Broncos 70 to 20 in week three, that maybe the expectations are a little bit higher because of that? Like, I think it's more the latter because I don't think they're necessarily pretenders. I think 
the record or their schedule doesn't help them. The fact that they've only beaten bad teams and lost to good teams. Like they haven't beaten anybody that's really impressed. Like Chargers are not that impressive this year. So in their schedule going forward, doesn't really test them. Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets, and then they finish out Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. So the last three that they finish out with will be good. I would say to answer your question, not be too complicated. I would say so. Like I would think I would think this is this is a test for them to win or to prove themselves and they failed. And so yeah, ultimately I think as like the collective media or like you know consumer like yeah, I would call them probably pretenders rather than cuz if they were real like I mean this is like I don't know. You wouldn't put up 14 points. Like you wouldn't have three scoreless quarters if you're the Dolphins, you know? Like that's that's not we we were talking about how this might be the most explosive offense, how Tyreek Hill's going to go for like 5 million yards this year. Like you wouldn't have three scoreless quarters. Now, what what impact does the Germany factor have in it? Like is that really I mean both of them are playing at a disadvantage, both the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Is this just because the Chiefs are that much better or they know how to win these games or like, you know, there's a lot, but I, I think, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think they're probably leaning towards pretender. Here, Here's my, I mean, I'm saying they're not a pretender. Um, this is the first game Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey played together. So can only imagine the difference that would have made when Stefan Diggs was cooking up the fourth string cornerback all game long when they played. Um, but man, it was just a tough game, dude. Like the Chiefs are, they're no slouch. I mean, damn, they were, I mean, they were down at halftime 21 to zip. So honestly, the fact that they held the Chiefs scoreless the whole second half, the offense kind of fell short, but I mean, it's just, Chris Jones and that defensive line of Kansas City, bro, they're just, they're vicious, bro. And it's, it's, um, I feel like the Dolphins O-line kind of got exposed a little bit. Like I've never seen them exposed before. And we both know being Aggie fans, you know, can't protect the quarterback. A lot of shit's going to go wrong. I'd like to throw a third team in the equation for, Best team in the AFC. Cincinnati Bengals, dude. Cincinnati Bengals. When Joe Burrow is healthy and his calf isn't bothering him like it hasn't been the past like seemingly few weeks, and he can really like put weight on it and move and dodge defenders, move around the pocket, scramble if needed, throw on the run. Like he's really freaking good, dude. Like he's really freaking good i think we we don't like it's not that we forget about him but it's amazing we always talk about like the great quarterbacks of the league it's like usually two names josh allen and patrick mahomes like joe burrow is usually in that conversation but it feels like not as much as you we really should put him in that conversation really i mean the main thing in the mainstream media being said is that josh allen's elite QB status is hanging off of two games. The one divisional round playoff where he went toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. And then the other one, 
fuck, I forgot the other one. But like those two games are what everybody's hanging their head on with him being elite. And it's kind of like it's time to say that he's not elite. Like honestly, Joe Burrow is elite compared to he Josh is. Allen. Because you hand him the ball with two minutes left in a playoff game and say, go score. You hand him or you hand Josh Allen the ball. I go, I'm handing Joey B the ball, bro. This man is ice cold. How about this take right here? On today, from what I've seen today, this season, I would take Lamar without a doubt over Josh Allen. I, yeah, hundred percent dual threat. And he's, his, his throwing skills are improving. Dude, he, he's actually, year. I'll give him credit. I know I've shitted on Lamar Jackson a lot. And that's because, you know, that, that, that's what it was. Like, I don't know. They got this new offensive coordinator this year, and it's just, it's taking them to a new level. And they're eight and one. They're sneaky, bro. They no, are sneaky because nobody, no, nobody, they're, nobody's talking about them, bro. Seven and two, but yeah, they're not sneaky. Really, not who we should be two. talking about? They're seven oh, yeah, and two. Yeah. So. The, 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 um, I'm thinking of the Eagles, nine and one. Yeah, eight and one. Really, who we should be talking about that we talked about last week is who they beat, which was the Seahawks. They beat them thirty-seven to three. The Ravens did, bro. Like we were talking about the Seahawks for real, and I think we said like, oh, after this week, we'll know. No, they're not for real, bro. They put up three points, bro. Thirty-seven to three. I mean, to, my God, bro. To think they. Back-to-back weeks, they whipped up on the NFC North uh, champion, Detroit Lions. Not champion, but first place right now, Detroit Lions. And then tie for first place in the NFC West, Seattle Seahawks. Gave them an ass. Dude, it's just in the NFL, you don't really, you, you can probably have a week like they did, like the Ravens did last week against the Lions. But usually next game, you come back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it, grass, yeah. It's yeah, you always it's it's a always a well contested game. Nah, these fools went back to back just blowing two top teams out of the wall. Thirty eight like, to six, they beat the Lions. Thirty seven to three, they beat the Seahawks. Bro, crazy part is Lamar didn't even do that much, dude. No, he didn't. One eighty seven through the air. It's really not that much. Threw the ball twenty six times. Ran the ball ten times for sixty yards. No interceptions, no touchdowns. I mean, it was Gus Edwards, bro. Gus Edwards with two tuds. I mean, it's... That's the thing. Lamar's in that system that he's in now. He's set up for success. Like, I just feel like, in in a way, the, the new system now lets him do what he does best all the time instead of, like, sometimes trying to run something for him, but yet next play run like a normal generic play that kind of shit um yeah i just feel like he's bro sorry keep going no i just feel like that's gonna be like lamar burrow and uh mahomes at like all competing for the afc towards the end of the year it's gonna be nice yes i'm looking at the the two divisions conferences and AFC you've got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Chiefs. So it's five, five teams. I'm not taking anybody out of the AFC South. Yeah. That's five. The NFC you have 
the Eagles, the Cowboys, if you want to put them in there, the Lions. So you won't put the Jaguars in there, but you'll put the Cowboys in there. I mean, the thing about the Cowboys is, bro, like they're like, I would love their roster. Like they are so stacked and and they just can't win like the important games, at least. I'll so take the Cowboys why out. Want, why would you want their roster then? Okay. Because I don't want their coach and I don't want their owner. I'll take their roster. I'll, I won't take the owner and the coach. The owner who's also the GM, by the way, and the president. I won't take that. Anywho, continue. Anyway, I'll take the, the Eagles. We'll just, we'll nits the, uh, the Cowboys. So NFC, Eagles, Lions, 49ers. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you're not putting the Seahawks in there. You're not putting the Cowboys in there. So it's three teams in the NFC that I'm pretty strong on. Even the Lions. Lions are like, eh. Nah, eh. I, think, I think they're good. I, think I mean, they good. are, but like, it's new to us. So, Dang, really, boys. you got like, yeah, three. You got five in the AFC, bro. The AFC is fucking stacked. Stacked. I'm still stat. taking the Bengals, bro. I really, I really want the Bengals to win. Like, I don't know why, but I just want Joey. Joey B has been there. He just hasn't tasted it yet. Like, I want him to just like enjoy a full meal of Super Bowl victory. I would love a Lamar versus Joe Burrow AFC oh, championship that'd game. That'd be so good. And it'd be such a nice like refreshing. Anything but the Chiefs, like, really. Mahomes, like, yeah, it's like it's gonna be so refreshing to like not see. And the Bills, like it's really just the Dolphins, the Bengals, and the Ravens. Like those three, like t- give me any combination of those three. Well, the Bills, I don't mind too much, but they just never they never win enough. Exactly, <laughs> so that's why we don't want them. Uh, but yeah, that that would be dope, bro. The AFC is in good hands. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's so funny is like we were looking forward if we went back and I've wanted to do this, but like who has the time and who has the memory, but to go back into the off season and see who we were really excited about, like one of them being the Broncos and like where they are now. The other one being like who? Uh, probably the Steelers, I would say. Like we were decently excited about the Jets, obviously. Steelers, we, Kenny Pickett going into the second year, like starting year. Like, I wasn't. I don't know what you're talking about. Jets. Uh, the Giants came off a winning streak and went to the playoffs last year, and they're terrible this year. Green Bay Packers with their first-time quarterback, Jordan Love, bro. They started off good, but... They did. They did. The Vikings, dude. Kirk Cousins had an all-time season, bro. Gone. Career season. Bro, yeah. That's, I mean... It's great football, dude. Great football. Anyway, that's everything I got, bro. I think that's all the sports. All the sports. Yeah, that's everything. Two fans, you know where to find us? Oh, breaking news. Here we go. Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, FSU stay in the college football playoff top four. This is 22 minutes ago. Nice. So, standing stay the same. Yeah, who cares? Two fans, you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod, Slice Devils Podcast every week. And uh, we'll see you next time.